Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of How Do We Human? Kermit! <laughs> How's this going? It's great. How many other Is Muppets can you do? Uh, that might be it. Really? Name another Muppet. Um, Beaker. Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, that was a softball. Yeah, yeah, that was good shit. Uh, we're talking about voices today on a new episode of How Do We Human? It's the podcast where we overanalyze and. <laughs> nope, just the where one. Where'd it go wrong? Just the one? <laughs> yep. Um, it's where we overanalyze all the weird and uncomfortable micro moments. There you go, life. you got it. I'm one of your old seven We've only done this 230-something times. (laughs) (laughs) And who are you? Whose voice am I hearing? Oh, my God. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Binning. Wow. We've only done this 230 times. (laughs) And I'm one of your hosts, Kermit the Frog. Is it the frog or is his middle initial D? We ever thought about that? absolutely Kermit the Frog. Kermit D. Frog. No. (laughs) The Frog. The Frog. Maybe it is. Add a little wonder to your life. It's been transcribed incorrectly for decades by the Jim Henson Company. Jim never told anyone. Jim never told anyone. Kermit Dingleberry Frog. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about voices today. That's why I was doing some voices. I couldn't think of anything else to do. Uh, it seemed like the right thing to do, uh, but we're mostly talking about our voices, your voices, the sound of voices, voices in general. We got them. You'll love them. You're listening to them right now here on Classic K-Rock. <laughs> Fizzled out there at the end. <laughs> sure did. Uh, before we get into that, Chris. Yes. How are you doing? Doing all right. The thing that I was going to talk about today, uh, when consulting my notes yet again, I realized actually fits with the main topic. So this is going to be a very brief uh, thing because it's not really a story. Uh Um, But I was driving to work and I saw um, I was behind like a, a truck for a company. Okay, And we just a couple episodes ago did um an episode about milk yes and i'm going to give you this company name but i'm going to remove <laughs> the like thing um that they sell from their company name and i want you to try to guess what this <laughs> company what the missing word is okay um the company name is milk man blank company <laughs> Milkman Blank Company. What do you think they sell? The way you're leading me makes me think it's not even milk related. So just like the Milkman... Milkman Water. (laughs) The Milkman (laughs) Company. Hmm. Uh, The Milkman Water Company. Final answer? Yeah. Sorry, the correct answer was Milkman Toner Company. Toner? They sell toner. As in like makeup or as in ink as in printer ink printer ink wow (laughs) milkman you got confused you you got confused you're doing the wrong job was the logo at least like a milkman with bottles of milk but they were uh red and cyan and 
Um, it's a Whatever. silhouette logo. Um, here I will. I'll share my screen with you right now. Silhouette. Um, I don't know her. It's what? <laughs> <laughs> so as it's you good. can see, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, when it loads here. <laughs> It's just the silhouette of a milkman, oh, okay. but carrying milk bottles. Yeah. It's not, you're not carrying printer ink toner. No. Um, Genuinely, so. I think it, it was this exact logo, but the, this is what I had in mind. But those three bottles would be magenta, cyan, and yellow. The chief colors in printer ink outside of black and white. Well, White. you can comment on their Facebook post and Oh, I will. <laughs> that is with a Facebook post. <laughs> One day after September 11th. <laughs> yeah, you know, in the shadow of 9/11, here comes the, the building man, man cometh. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh it's been a while since we've done a little uh, takedown of a small company. <laughs> Yeah, it's about time. Fuck off, Milkman Toner. <laughs> you got yours. <laughs> Evan. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I, I had a, a run in the other day. Yeah, you, you know, uh <gasps> yeah, let it out. You know. You ever yawn and have to like catch your breath? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> the other day, well, no, I want to start it here. I, uh, as I've said in the bit, I, I like attempting to learn languages. Uh, I love me some Duolingo. I think it's a fun little. Uh, I don't know, thing to do on the side. I, I'm never hyper focused on like I need to get so good at this language. Uh, but I feel like you know any little brushing up I can do on my Spanish is nice. Recently, I started learning how to uh, uh, learning Korean lettering uh, letters because I was just looking at the, their lettering, and I'm like, man, that's really cool looking. I want to learn how to do that, so I'm working on that. That's been fun. But Spanish uh, language, I took two years of in high school and it was like, I'm carrying that to the bank and that will be my bed of Spanish. And I've been, you know, just honing over the years, but I still, you know, I can't hold a conversation, but I know enough words that often I can at least comprehend what someone is saying to me and then work my way through it from there. So I'm walking my dog. I'm walking my dog here. <laughs> right. And there's two people standing there talking. One of them also has a dog. Uh, so as will happen when I'm walking by, my dog, <laughs> dog wants to smell that dog. And my dog goes and smells that dog. So now I'm standing here with these two people. They were speaking Spanish to one another. They both thought my dog was the cutest. And they were right. My dog is the cutest dog that's ever existed and they were you know bougie, 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 <laughs> to, to my little dog and so the younger woman uh bilingual english and spanish the older woman just speaks spanish and she looked at me and said to me nino 
Onina, meaning is it a boy or a girl? is she a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. I know what this means, and I said, Nina, and you just she said, is a girl. bitch. <laughs> She's so. <laughs> Does she look like a bitch? <laughs> I just started doing Pulp Fiction for her. Yeah. She loved it. Yeah, and I, mean, I was like, it, trans- it transcends the English language. I, I said Nina because she's a girl. But I think I said it too quietly because the the young woman who speaks English also says to me, She's asking if she's a boy or a girl. Like, I'm some idiot. Right. I'm like, I already answered. I did it. I succeeded. This was a very basic Spanish conversation, and I succeeded. And someone still had to undercut me and translate boy or girl. (laughs) And she was being totally nice about it. But man, I was seething inside. <laughs> I was like, I had my moment. That's right. the biggest moment I've had since just generally saying buenos dias to people. <laughs> I got asked a question in Spanish and I responded correctly. Yeah. Brutal. Um, but it wasn't Hated enough. it. Yeah. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bummer. And I left in shame. As you should. Yeah. Uh, it's ironic that I said that too quietly because I've said before, I have a very loud voice. Voice, yes. Uh, That's the topic. He segued. I segued. I, it's hard being a thoroughly introverted person with a voice that sounds like this guy wants to talk. <laughs> Yes, and perhaps no better example of that yes. than uh, this past weekend. Uh, you and I, along with my fiance, went to see an improv show. Correct. Um, Classic and, us. Um, you know, they sell out this show every time they do it, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, so every seat is full, yeah. right? And we got there. You better believe it. Super early. You know it. So we got fairly good seats in the center of a row. And so we uh, are waiting for people to to fill in on both sides. And somebody sits down next to you. Somebody else sits down um, next to my fiance. I'm, of course, in the middle of the three of us. Um, and we start talking about uh, board games. <laughs> and, <Yes. laughs> um, you know, it's. We're, we're talking about different board games that we like to play and and could we, you know, do a, a double date at a board yeah. game cafe here in L.A. And the guy next to you who uh, came to the show by himself, um, you know, just starts chiming in like he's yeah. one of the gang. And yeah, that's fine. Like, I understand wanting um to not be alone at the comedy show and yeah. wanting to make friends i get it but uh but then it it just uh we were just kind of stuck in like a are 
have you finished your contribution or <laughs> are you part of are we like do we have to claim you now as one of ours like what yeah. what's going on here uh unfortunately yeah I, I was the one on the side of him uh, so you two were eventually able to splinter off. <laughs> yeah, that he was and the thing I that was talked tough. And talked and <laughs> talked. It was tough because, like, where because we were all in a line. Yeah, it like we couldn't all talk to him. Uh, right. <laughs> it was like I could either block my fiance out so that she has no one to talk to. Or I could uh, leave you to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I did. Which, and and I don't know, maybe we both felt this way. Maybe this is the definition of just me being super self-conscious about my own voice. But I feel like if that was just a normal conversation and there wasn't somebody at the table going, I like Monopoly! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the theater could hear. <laughs> Maybe he wouldn't have heard the entire conversation and chimed in. <laughs> you know, I, I was wondering about that, too, because it didn't feel like you were talking very loud. Okay. Um, the week before that, um, I had gone to a birthday dinner at um, a Korean barbecue Ooh, hell yeah. uh, restaurant. Um, and... There Which were some I could sound out the name of. <laughs> <Great. laughs> um I and it like I didn't I knew very few people who were there. Mm-hmm. I knew the person Boy, whose fun. birthday it was. Um my fiance came with me so I knew her too and then I knew one other guy and that was it out of a group of like 10 or 12. It's always And tough. a lot of these strangers had very loud voices mm. to the point where like like I can project my voice but I feel like in a restaurant or something like that I feel like I'm generally aware of like the difference between an indoor and an outdoor voice and these yeah. people kind of felt like they all had outdoor voices <laughs> and I was like getting self-conscious because I was at a table with them, you know, of like these other, the restaurant staff and the other people eating here must not be happy about this. Yeah. Okay. So and that's, that's the thing. That's me. And it sucks. I hate it. And I get that uh, feeling. I get that vibe when people are like, this is not the place to be talking as loud as you're talking. <laughs> but I can't help it. I hear yeah. myself and I'm just like, I, I can't stop it. This train left the station. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Pretty fucking loud. Uh, and I'm just talking to you over the computer. I don't need to. I could talk at this level. This is nice. Hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I I get very, very, uh, it upsets me when I am uh, shushed. I don't like to be told I'm being too loud. Uh, it makes me very, very sad. And then I just shut up. And I don't know. Is that like, 
I don't want to feel like me being just me is too much for everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> because yeah. I am a person that doesn't like being me. <laughs> I try to be, I try to be down here, but just on this specific front, I'm up here and my voice carries across a restaurant. Uh, so I don't know. I get it on both ends. I feel bad for both parties and y'all should have just, uh, all backed away from the table and been like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, do you feel like your voice is just, you've got the perfect voice right there? Or do you feel ever like your voice doesn't carry or you get too loud? Like, like trying say at that situation, if the person you knew was across the table from you, do you feel yeah. comfortable like they'll hear me even though these people are louder? Um yes. I think that in terms of volume I'm pretty good um uh with my voice. Um I do there are other people like I feel like my fiance can have a pretty quiet voice. Um yeah. and so you know sometimes I have to be like what? <laughs> um, <laughs> But in general, I feel like my own voice um, is is a pretty good volume. The issue that I have with my voice, and it doesn't happen too often on this podcast. It's happened a couple times, but like this podcast is like where the um, time um, of my day or of my week where like I hydrate the best. Um, <laughs> And like anywhere outside of this podcast, I don't do a very good job. Um, so my voice will crack sometimes, mm, um, yeah. which is where I have more self-consciousness. And it's mostly when I have, am dehydrated, um, sometimes when I'm tired, um, but mostly dehydrated is what I've found. And it always... Not always, but it often seems to happen um, at work when I get on the PA system or when I get on the walkie-talkie like radio. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, those are the times where it seems to happen more often, um, which is very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. There is that, which also sucks because... We know from 200-some episodes ago, you love talking on a walkie-talkie. You love giving announcements. I do. Damn. Brutal. Uh, yeah, do you have many, uh, uh, not necessarily Crackles. voice cracks, but uh, other things about your own voice that you feel self-conscious about? Well, certainly. I mean, I, the voice cracking doesn't happen very often anymore. Uh, so it's like when it does happen, I enjoy it because it makes me smile. <laughs> so I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Ah. Um, I, for me, it's more of a, I don't know. I could talk the entire episode about my voice. <laughs> Is this a, a level of like narcissism where we're just using our voices to talk about our voices and being like, who wants to listen to this? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but it's, like, I, I feel like 
my voice curves kind of at the end of a I'm not a full like froggy voice, but it is it's deep in that kind of froggy register. Uh, and so in that respect, I don't I don't love that about it. Uh, and uh, I mean, I think we can have a whole section talking about uh, everyone hates the sound of their voice, like hearing their voice back recorded. Which honestly, there's a part of me that I feel like doing this podcast as often as we've done. I've gotten so used to it that I'm not thinking about it anymore. That's uh, how I feel where are too. You it, on it? I, I feel very similarly. I mean, between um, between doing this podcast and um, when I was doing a lot of like YouTube video things, um, yeah. where I was talking to the camera and then I'd have to edit them and do all that stuff i've gotten pretty used to the sound of my own voice um it definitely doesn't always sound like back to me the way that i think it's coming out um which uh i think it sounds better to me when i'm talking than when i listen back to it (laughs) which i think is how most people feel (laughs) yeah um but uh i've gotten pretty used to how it sounds um i've mentioned this before but people used to comment on some of those youtube videos and even a couple times when i've done like announcements and things at work people will be like you sound like david schwimmer and like i don't hear that at all interesting (laughs) yeah i can i can see the stretch made to get there i did not hear david schwimmer in your voice but i could see how people would uh yeah make a weird leap in that direction i guess (laughs) i don't know you're definitely uh, not a ross but (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) no i mean yeah looking back at recording that first episode that was rough for me editing that back it was just like ah what am i doing and i mean fucking i've made uh, i record my voice constantly (laughs) for someone that hates the sound of their own voice and that's true with my music too that i like i don't at all like the sound of my singing voice but I was like, going to ask about this. <laughs> I was going to say, same. I don't like your singing voice. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I hate it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, it is at a certain point, it's just like, yeah, that's the, I don't know. I'm making the music anyways. I don't want, and it's like other people seem to like my singing voice. So there you go. And like my sister will send me shit like multiple times. She's sent me other artists and she's like you sound a lot like this artist i'll listen to him and he's got like a great voice <laughs> like okay. yeah but that's not what i sound like i yeah. sound like this <laughs> that's know. why your first album was just 18 covers of rainbow connection right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and it ain't easy being green um I, yeah, I was going to ask not only about singing voice, but this segues a little bit into like, you know, when you're writing something, whether it's a song or a script or even an essay, people always say like, hey, write in your voice. Yeah, sure. Do you feel like that's something that you, A, you know what your writing voice is, <laughs> um, 
or or do you feel like uh you're you're able to distinguish reading other people's voices uh how do you feel about that i honestly again just gonna just gonna shout out this podcast i love called how do we human (laughs) right that has really made me because i believe it or not we did improv for seven yeah, have years. we ever talked about have that? We mentioned that before, <laughs> but that is a big part of it is finding your comedic voice. And I do an improv for a little over three years. I never felt like I did find my comedic voice, and I trying to do stand up in particular. That was like you end up going up there, and then you're telling these jokes that like you wrote and realizing like this isn't this isn't me. <laughs> I, yeah. and i would record myself uh, and i have those recordings and no one will ever hear them. <laughs> post them to instagram no <laughs> maybe one day when i'm an old old man uh, i have the recording i have the recording i have the audio maybe someday the audio of me uh doing i think it was my yeah my first open mic when the mic cable dropped out in the middle of my set. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> I have the audio from that. Uh, but anyways, so I I just never felt like, like, I know I'm funny, but anytime I would try to write anything or do anything like that, I'm like, nah, I sound like someone else. Uh, but doing so many episodes of this podcast, I'm like, oh, that's it. That's how I'm funny is when I'm listening back to these episodes because, hey, I crack myself up. And uh, (laughs) it's not, I feel like, and I'd say that for both of us, like I don't feel like either of us when we're, when we're like really cooking on this podcast, it doesn't feel like, you know, we'll joke around about like, yeah, maybe we stole a little bit of this idea from Comedy Bang Bang. (laughs) Come for us. (laughs) But like when we're both like really going, like I feel like that is our, we each have our unique, voice uh, and sense of humor and i feel like that comes out clearly on this podcast i have an impossible time getting that to come out in writing uh i don't know why probably lack of practice i don't write much anymore uh my writing always comes off to me like this is 60 percent my voice i'd say okay more than half. That's, that's still, that's not bad. But it's still not like something I, I would read or someone else would read and go like, that's heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yourself? Yeah, I mean, I have, uh, I haven't written in a couple weeks because I've been working on a video for my YouTube channel. Um, but every time I open that project, um, I do like two things and then I get bored and uh, <laughs> then I exit out. So yeah. it's taking a longer time than it probably should. Um, but then I, I, my plan is to get back into doing a little bit of writing, maybe even take a crack at adapting a script Ooh. that I've written into a novel Fun. Uh, to try and do something that way. Um, I think that in general, I kind of found my like comedic voice a while ago, mm-hmm. um, at least in terms of writing. I can't uh, always do it in improv, um, but in writing, I can generally get my um, comedic voice across. Um, 
and most of the scripts I write with a partner at this point. Um, and so I can, when I'm going back and kind of combing through, I can generally tell which part was me and which part was him. Yeah. Um, and then it's just a matter of trying to blend them together. Um, but, uh, you know, you keep bringing stuff up that, uh, makes me want to segue. Cause you mentioned that your, yours is like 60% your voice. <laughs> yeah. And I've found that like, this is true in like, uh, writing. This is true in like performance and like public speaking stuff. And it's even true in conversation mm. where there are like influences, we'll yeah. say, that I just kind of like take and adapt into my own totally voice. Um, so like you mentioned, like, oh, the thing we stole from Comedy Bang Bang, like generally in my intro, when it's my turn to do the intro, um, I'll kind of I'll do whatever the intro thing is. And then I'll kind of like the cadence that I use for Welcome <laughs> to How Do We Human is very similar to the cadence for Welcome to Comedy Bang Bang. Uh. <laughs> um, so it's things like that. When yeah. I was in speech and debate, um most of my like delivery was very Stephen Colbert, Colbert rapport esque. Yeah. Um, which a lot of judges didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> and I think looking back on it now, I think it's because at the time when I was doing those uh, speeches, I didn't, I knew that Stephen Colbert on the Colbert rapport was a comedy show yeah but i don't think i realized it was like satire at yeah. the time and so i would be giving a speech with like facts and like trying to make earnest points but i'm saying it like you know like satirical <laughs> character like voice yeah yeah um and so i think that was the problem but uh, <laughs> in those speech and debate um tournaments a lot of public speaking uh, performers would do the same cadence and it drove me nuts. Uh, I don't know if like uh, we can find something for me to read. Um, sure. We can find something for you to read. <laughs> uh, and I'll try and do the cadence. Cause I don't know if I can like, um, I don't know if I can do it just like off the top of my head. So let me let me look for something and you let me know if there are cadences that um that bother you. What are you are you looking for cold hard facts? <laughs> facts or, or like a a pre uh, like a transcript of a speech or something. All right. Great speeches. <laughs> oh, from the art of manliness.com. Oh, that'll be great. Let's see. What about J JFK's decision to go to the moon? This looks good. All right. I'll paste that in the chat for you. <laughs> okay. So this is how, you know, this is if this is a, a speech from JFK, right? Yeah. Everybody kind of knows and has like an idea or an impression of how JFK spoke. Yes. And it's not like every single speech and debate competitor <laughs> in the world. 
because they would go on April 12th, 1961, the Soviets launched the first man into space. Khrushchev used this triumph as prime evidence uh, of communism's superiority over decadent capitalism. Oh, man. <laughs> Embarrassed, the United States feared it was falling behind the Soviet Union and losing the space race. And it's it's this same like yeah. weird cadence over and over again. There are a bunch of like YouTube channels that do this same like <laughs> yes. video essay. One hundred percent grates on my ears so bad. I I, um, I know that people that. complained about my voice in video essays that I had done on my YouTube channel because <laughs> they were like you're too um, monotone. Which I could kind of understand. Uh, sometimes that's just the way that my voice falls into sure. but then when i see that this gets millions yeah. of like views, <laughs> after consulting with political and nasa officials kennedy decided it was time for america to boldly go where no man had gone before by putting a man on the moon it's like why this is, is it's a lot it like of uh, broken up into three words. Yeah. Like, every time? <laughs> it's a lot of what I see. Uh, like my girlfriend looks at TikTok a lot, and she'll just be flipping through videos, and I'll just oh, yeah, be the hearing TikTok voice. the TikTok voice of like I'm reporting facts. It's very similar to that, and I'm like, it feels similar to like follow it like you know if you're just specifically talking about a youtube channel like we talked on the youtube episode where you're specifically making videos just to fit the algorithm and please the algorithm it feels like that's a way of talking that people have accepted like this is the way to give information because yeah. you need to enunciate every word and emphasize the right words and this is the tiktok voice is it not <laughs> is it <laughs> am not? i doing a good job <laughs> i gotta get on tiktok <laughs> this is good um i had which of these men is my baby's father <laughs> i had like a, a kind of a similar so like on their to their credit these people i had a similar adventure uh in taking uh, voice lessons when i was because i've always been told you've got a voice for radio get on the radio boy i'm like i've i work in radio just not the way you would want me to <laughs> um so i let that get to my head at some point and was like i should be a voiceover artist yeah let me check this out there's a school in la that does it this was like yeah i'm kind of looking to slow down from improv let me spend thousands of dollars out at a different school <laughs> yes. so yeah I, I edge school sound like that i went to school for edging <laughs> oh nice uh i think that was you know what the problem called. with the school for edging mm. is never get to you the never point get to finish. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah we're in school there. forever yeah i mean that's true for ucb <laughs> so, <laughs> i uh is ucb the school for edging <laughs> maybe <laughs> the way i did it it was <laughs> get to the point um so 
I took. They did a free. You thought you were close, and then I, I was close, and then it stopped. And it just stopped uh, every fucking time. <laughs> um, they did a free little workshop for in like intro to voice acting, and there was a vocal coach there, and they will tell you honestly uh, if they think you have any remote potential. And, you know, obviously there's a level of like, are you just going to tell everyone you've got potential <laughs> that right. you spend their money? Make Maybe sure everybody's bit. checks cleared. And yes, I everybody w- has potential. I can't, <laughs> I can't say there were people in that group that were told, no, <laughs> no, you okay. do not have potential. <laughs> they did it privately, but as we were all leaving, people were talking. So uh, honest, I guess. Uh, similar to that improv 101 thing because we were all sitting there people would go into the booth and read an ad read they teach you how to read it how to emphasize the right words because similarly you're getting a message across for a brand you you want to sound conversational but you still have to hit those marks and listening to other people do it and then going in and doing it myself i was like i'm pretty good at this oh not bad i got a lot of good feedback she would direct me to do things differently. I took direction well. I was like, all right. I might be interested in this. This could be like a career. Who doesn't love the idea of working in voice acting? That sounds great. The reality is probably not so great, but it sounds yep. great. <laughs> so I started taking lessons. And then once you're with actual instructors who are not just going like do you have potential do you not have potential and you're getting down to the nitty-gritty of like no you're doing it wrong (laughs) it's basically the improv experience no you're doing it wrong (laughs) yeah where you start out thinking you're really good at it and then so you have to question everything you've ever done yes we've we've all got that advertiser voice in our head that to a certain degree does talk similar to the way you're doing that speech where yeah. you're emphasizing the right words. Uh, what's a, how do we human brands? <laughs> you know, like I could be that voice for someone. Water bottles get wet. <laughs> um, and you think like, Hey, he's got an interesting voice and that sounds professional. Great. Nope. Garbage, hot fucking garbage. That is not the way you're supposed to do it. And that it goes for, in my mind, speech and debate also, is it's like, yeah, no, that is fucking grading. And people don't want to hear it. And if you pay attention to commercials, that's not what it sounds like. It sounds like this. It sounds like right, what I'm doing exactly. right now. But I can't yes. do that. I'm not a fucking actor. What is this? <laughs> Who's this guy? Hey, water bottles. Um, well, and then it's like when you do that, because I also, I took um, my freshman year of college, I took a radio broadcasting class because mm. I was like, that could be fun. And but like the radio booth was like, like broken or something. So they had us <laughs> instead of doing radio broadcasting, they had us do like news anchor broadcasting. Sure. Um, and, you know, again, my instinct was um, to do like uh, Stephen Colbert on the Colbert Report mm-hmm. cadence. Right. Because like he's on TV and he delivers news works for him. And you better believe that my old school radio teacher hated that. Instinct. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
He was like, no, there, this is the one way to do <laughs> to be on the radio, and it's to do things exactly this way. Um, but also, I, I tried to do like, like you were saying, or like we've been talking, um, to do it very casually. Yeah. Like, this is just, just the information. Chatting. I'm just telling you about it. But you do that, and then apparently that's also not okay. It's also bad. Because they're like. No, you sound too casual. Yeah. You sound like you're just some guy uh, telling me stuff. Sound like it's a like, special that is guy. what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you need to be like a point of authority or something. Yeah. It's like people don't like that. This is this will be, I'm, I'm going to make a genuine attempt at reading that same speech in okay. how I was trained, which I stopped training uh, because I wasn't getting any better. And I was spending more money. <laughs> so, okay. Similar to UCB. Um, okay, let's go. If I if I was really doing this, though, you're supposed to imagine someone you're talking. So I'm talking to you. So I'm being casual. You can even roll into it. Like, I, <laughs> this, this was always the worst because they tell you. And it is a good trick. They tell you to get into that. Like, write yourself an intro sentence. So imagine I'm talking to my friend Chris. As if there would be a reason for me to give this speech that JFK gave. <clears throat> By the way, I'm glad that you you mentioned this one more time, and I don't mean to ruin your process here, but um, I just kind of took your word for it uh, <laughs> when you pasted it in the chat, but... Um, I don't think that this is um, a speech by JFK that you've posted in the chat. Oh, it's not. It's a, it says Kennedy. What <laughs> is this? Oh, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the description of the speech. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I wasn't listening to the context at all, uh, which is what happens when you talk in that droning voice like that. Exactly. <laughs> On April 12th. Um, it, that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> this great speech uh, that started by JFK on April 12th, 1961. Um, you guys remember the speech that ends in JFK saying, when was the last time a president had the cojones to publicly issue a straightforward, ambitious goal and set a timeline for its success? That ends up actually even being better for both uh, cases, <laughs> case points, because this is more something that someone on a YouTube channel would be saying or someone in a commercial for (laughs) the space race for cojones um but they so they would recommend i so if okay this is about you know you study it this is about the space race the soviets and jfk giving a good speech and why am i talking to my friend chris about this that's not something i would ever talk so you come up with a reason he Chris just uh, saw Interstellar, so we were talking about space, and that got me going. So I was like, you know, on the subject of space, uh, like, you know, Chris, because you got to say the name, Chris, uh, on the subject of space, on April 12th, 1961, the Soviets launched the, launched the first man into space. Khrushchev used this triumph as prime evidence of communism's superiority over decadent capitalism. See, even like right there, I start going like superiority. And that's the shit they just start beating out of you. (laughs) Don't fucking do that. But it's just like, I realize. So what is it they want you to do? They want you to keep everything at the same level? They want you to emphasize the right words and don't end any words in a question if there's not a question mark, it's the same thing. That's where I, I 
learn like because you have to slate you have to say evan cox da 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 and my instinct i mentioned that in a long ago episode my instinct is to go evan cox and they say right not a question tell us your name <laughs> evan evan cox evan cox so you, I don't know. Uh, I have, and that's a, apparently a very common, a common thing to just end random words as questions. <laughs> superiority, superiority over decadent capitalism. <laughs> it's like no, that's a statement. So uh, that that's my best go, and and that that was a collective realization of just like if that were to be my job, I would not like that. <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> on April twelfth, and they want you to be your buddy. On April twelfth, nineteen sixty one, the Soviets launched the first man into space. Hey, man, it's me, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's the feat would not only catapult the nation over the Soviet Union, but also allow man to more fully explore the mysteries of space. My guy. They- <laughs> Just add my guy to the end yes. of every sentence. There's a lot of that. Let them cut it out. Just like <laughs> and and you know eh eh uh, eh you know eh. <laughs> this is my best impression. <laughs> so he launched the first man into space. Eh, Khrushchev used this triumph as a prime evidence of communism's superiority over decadent capitalism. You know what I mean? You know, like, eh? you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking you about? You know how these are words I say all the time? Eh, water. Drink it. <laughs> it's like, I know those jobs are still out there. Yeah. For someone to just say water. Drink it. Yeah. This is Evan. Water. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so you're, I also that like the idea segue. of coming up with a catchphrase for water bottles. <laughs> being get wet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say water bottles, fill them up, and slurp them down. <laughs> um, water bottles, soaked on the inside. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Um, Get wet. I, You know, talking about other cadences that people, uh, or that uh, people do, but we don't like. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah tear them down. This is, this is the how do we human, or the how you doing story I was going to tell ah. at the top of. Uh, how, uh, how do we human? Um, I have only watched the first episode of this documentary okay. series, so there may be more um, to it than what I saw. But um, my it sounds like there's more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> there might be more episodes because it kind of just ended. Uh, might be more to but... it. Than I saw. <laughs> I just watched the first episode. The story was pretty unresolved, and <laughs> he said he was going to go to some other locations, but there might be more. Um, but my my fiance, her mom, and I did um, a 10K uh, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Really? And um, when we... Um, when we were done, we went uh, you know, back to our place, and uh, my fiance was like, oh, mom, here's um, this documentary on uh, the Blue Zones uh, that uh, that we can watch. Um, I had no idea what the Blue I Zones don't know were. What the Blue Zones are. But uh, apparently it's like different parts of the world where um, like people are um, voting Democrat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, where they're living the longest. So probably oh, not yes. voting Democrat. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard like it called the, that, but I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah, there's like six places or something around the world where people uh, are consistently living to be like 100 years old <laughs> or longer. Um, and this guy, this is like a, a nitpick on both his cadence and on documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, because like this guy kind of decided that like a major character in the documentary should be himself. Um, it's my biggest gripe. <laughs> I can't. It's Maybe like, that's you know, next if week. you're like, I talk documentaries. If, <laughs> if you're, if you're like someone funny yeah, and you're doing it like, it that way like like the daily show this is a little bit sure, different because yeah. these are like field pieces and not documentaries but there's a but reason like, for when jordan you have Klepper like a... to be in his segments exactly um but this on was... the on the more doc even though people don't know all people don't love him i would say it's like the documentary version of that is michael moore where it's like you might not like sure, him totally but there's an absolute reason he's there he's doing something it's performative yeah, um, ex- exactly. Um, this guy, I'm trying to re- figure or pull it up what he was, um, what he was most famous for, um, because it's like not really something. Like I think now he's become like a public speaker or whatever, uh, yes. talking about how to live a long time or whatever. Start speaking, but in I public. think, I think his big thing is that he like, um like swam uh, a like great distance or something. It was something like something completely unrelated to this. (laughs) And now his uh, thing that he kind of says multiple times is like, and in, in a, uh, a very pretentious cadence. He has a very pretentious, like uh, up his own ass voice in my opinion. (laughs) Um, Or he's like the thing like it was up to me to solve this mystery <laughs> of what it was that these people are doing to become centenarians to live over a hundred years old. And the thing that honestly, like this doesn't really have to do with his voice, but um, the thing that bothered me the most about this episode that we watched <laughs> is he's repeatedly like these people living outside the the hustle and bustle of big cities who are close to their families who um have jobs that they love doing uh and like lists all these things that like we all kind of (laughs) know would be like (laughs) like lead to better lives Uh right and he kind of spins it and is like i think the reason that they're living so long (laughs) isn't like he doesn't say it this way but this is the the takeaway is like it's not all these things that are leading to a like happier life it's that they eat a lot of lentils (laughs) what the (laughs) i'm sure that like of course eating healthy yeah means you're gonna like live longer of course yeah but if you're gonna tell me that they're eating lentils and that's what helps them live to a hundred years old yeah and not the fact that like 
they live happier lives in tight knit communities that are away from everyday modern city stresses. Yeah. I don't think it doesn't add up to me. I, yeah, I've got a a bajillion gripes about, because I love documentaries. uh, And man, I had a similar uh, vocal cadence. There was a Oscar nominated documentary, The uh, Fire of Love which for the most part I really loved. It's a great story about a couple of French volcanologists and uh, their story is fascinating. The voiceover is done (laughs) by Miranda July, I believe her name is. Director, actress, did me, myself, and everyone you know. I never saw it. Heard it was good. Everything she says sounds like she's reading a poem. (laughs) But she's oh, just yeah. going like, like they walked every day across the volcanoes, but it, it's read like daily across the volcanoes. They would walk looking. Yeah. Oh, I hate this. Looking as if it were a city street. It's <laughs> just, just like, stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that stuff bothers that me too. in particular, I don't think, and, and the same with whatever, I haven't seen the documentary you're watching, but so many of these documentaries, I think, would be stronger without narration at all. You might be confused at a few moments, and you could put in title cards. Sure. You could specifically ask someone on the street to say something for you. I don't know. Just like yeah. uh, it hurts. <laughs> and anytime a yeah. doc, if you're watching a documentarian and they say, I think that the reason this is <laughs> yeah. happening is this. That's not a documentarian. That's a ego trip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely uh, a lot of different versions of that. Um, we've talked yes, before Chris. about, um, um Attenborough doing uh yes. all of those that's a that's a great narrator. Yeah. We we'd love to see that. Absolutely. Uh Keith David is also mm, yeah. um a, a pretty good narrator. Yeah. Um so that I mean they're they're, they're out, out there, there, but it is the like it is that sort of level of pretension yeah. that really gets under my skin. I think it's it's like it feels like people don't give enough or maybe they do. And that's where they show their card in their sleeve. But like, it feels like people don't put enough thought into what the narration should sound like. If you're going to use narration, I I don't know if people are thinking about how much it 100% changes the vibe of what you're watching. If I'm watching something like Fire of Love, I'm watching something like super fucking cool. The footage is amazing, but someone <laughs> is doing the like, I don't know, the Lord of the Rings intro voice, which I'm like, that that is a perfect tone for that. <laughs> yeah, it is not a perfect tone for this. Uh, I don't know. Tone of voice changes a lot and audiences don't like to be talked down to. No, I think it's that, and I think it is also like a uh, um, and plenty of fictional or or um, fiction movies uh, do this as well, where they, you just like don't trust the audience, so you want to yeah, like spell it out, really hold their hand. Yeah, um, this kind of goes back hand. a little bit. Um, 
to uh, like your um, voice classes, mm-hmm. but my dad and I, for a period of time, did like a volunteer sort of charity nonprofit work where um, we would come in and we would have like a we would get a book and then go into a booth and we were like just basically reading like creating audiobooks in a way okay. but i think it was before maybe before audiobooks were like super popular yeah um because it was uh it was like specifically reading so that like books that weren't in braille mm-hmm. like blind people could listen to got it um and it at the time i think both of us felt like oh this will be kind of fun cuz we like to kind of flex those like performative yeah. muscles or whatever and i think because i was still in high school i think uh maybe i was in college but i think i was in high school when this happened and we were doing this but um i would get such boring books <laughs> like i think that he i think he got to do a couple like fiction books but mine were like textbooks Ouch. and it was just brutal to get through i was like don't i'm sh- certainly blind people would like to read and experience fun stuff yeah. right that i think that is just don't any... you want to hear 50 shades of gray <laughs> <laughs> read by a 17 year old boy <laughs> Uh, I was going to say I would, but that is criminal. <laughs> I don't. I would not want to hear that. I'm gonna but find... I, I would like to retroactively hear 17-year-old Chris reading that. But I'm going to find... Um, I'm going to Google most shocking passages from Fifty Shades of Grey, and maybe you and I can both read some. Oh, boy. Um, but that is, yeah, it's the same idea of just like, I don't know why just like using your voice seems like, oh, that's, it's fun. We all do it. We do it all day. We do silly voices and whatever. Maybe not everyone does. (laughs) I I do silly voices all day. (laughs) And, uh, but entering a career of it, like that would be the idea of like, oh my God, I would love to do audiobooks. Like if I could do, uh, the George RR Martin books and come up with a voice for every character. And the reality is like, yeah, sure. You, You know, 20 years down the road after you've, read every word of a third grade math textbook aloud (laughs) yeah it's like uh, bad 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 um i'm looking at some of these passages from 50 shades of how's that going for you i regret some of these decisions that that uh that have led (laughs) so maybe we won't do that i'll let you decide i have um a couple other uh, things to talk about. And of course, we do have a have listener oh, and we prompt have, yeah, as okay. well. Oh, that's right. Um, which kind of segues into the next thing I wanted to talk about, actually. Oh, but um, And that's like character voices. Mm-hmm. So like we'll kind of lump all these things together. But um, like. Uh, I this past weekend I played uh, Dungeons and Dragons oh, right. for like the second time ever. Yeah, um, and it was pretty fun. But uh, you know, some people kind of give their character a voice. Yeah, 
And <laughs> you know, they're um I don't know if you have like a go-to character voice or if it's an impression. Um, and this kind of segues into the listener question um mm. uh from Jordan Parker of um like in terms of accents, are there accents that you like to do or uh conversely you like to um listen to of course uh i think it's uh pretty clear that we both enjoy uh doing an irish accent and it's uh maybe the uh, loveliest accent to listen to i would say uh, it's up put, there yeah i put french up there too i love a, a french accent yeah that's good stuff um but we can't it, forget about i do the babies yeah, I mean, I find the Irish accent really difficult to do, but I do like I, to do it. I, not to interrupt, but yeah. when I was in high school, I don't even know what I was planning to do. <laughs> but I, I, I was just a library kid. Uh, I spent a lot of time at the library and checked out things constantly. And I checked out a cassette, a series of cassette tapes teaching you how to do an Irish accent. And I listened through those. And I, to this day, I, I don't know why I did that, but I really wanted to be able to do a convincing Irish accent. And that's where the babies comes from. <laughs> yeah. It's accurate. <laughs> I think we both also like to do like a British accent. Sure. Um, an Australian accent. Because once you start one, it's going to turn into the other. Oh, yes. Soon enough. Uh, I also like to do a Scottish accent, um, and I mean, German accent can be fun. Um, but I think we also both like to do, uh, like a New York accent. Yeah. Uh, Um, I, I like to actively not do good accents now. I'm not getting cassette tapes. It's more fun. I ooh, this is a series. How do a human uh, series on cassette tape is how to do bad accents <laughs> that are funny. Yeah, because <laughs> that is so popular in comedy right now. We, we got to <laughs> be doing more accents. We got to spread out. Yeah, other more parts of the accents. world. Yeah. Um, I'll also shout out uh, like <laughs> Spanish accents can be very yeah nice to listen to. That's true. Like a, an Antonio Banderas. Uh, I'll listen to a that. Salma man. Hayek. Those are. I'll listen to the two of them. Nice soothing voice. You can in Puss in Boots. I did um, in Puss in <laughs> Boots and the bodyguards hitman's bodyguards hitman's bodyguard oh yeah <laughs> good pull <laughs> um uh but yeah i um part of why i bring up the dungeons and dragons thing is like one of the main guys who really liked to it was very much like a performer kind of guy because yeah. the uh, the the thing about um, Dungeons and Dragons, at least the two times that I've played, yeah, is like experts. usually there's like one or two people yes. who's like, I want to be doing 
everything. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else kind of like tries to get in and and do or say some stuff. But you're going to have uh, a couple players who really need to be involved at every turn. That was the biggest problem. I only played it the one time. And the biggest problem I had was not having a clear grasp on like, am I just supposed to cut in and do something? Yeah. Or am I waiting it's not really waiting for your turn unless you're like rolling for something. Uh, yeah. Trouble. But uh, he and I both initially had the same instinct and I kind of had to back off of it um, because I wasn't contributing as much. So, <laughs> um, But uh, to both kind of go for that New York um, uh, uh, accent. So I just yeah. kind of fell back into my own voice. Um but uh, but yeah, that's sort of I think my kind of go to is sort of a New England, New York, sure, yeah, kind of cranky voice. <laughs> um, it's a good way to go. Yeah. Um. Uh, anything else that you would? Uh... I I have one one last uh, specific thought and feeling uh, about me voice. Yeah. I remember as a young man, <laughs> I'd say 16, 17, uh, my teen years, uh, I'd been making music for a couple, few years at that point. Me and my friend Robbie were uh, getting together a lot. making. We were in a band together, but then we're also like, uh, just fucking around with acoustic guitars and coming up with stuff and it was really fun and i remember at a point i think i was driving us somewhere and specifically talking to robbie and saying to him like i can't because again you're that age you're kind of uh post post puberty but you still have like not a kid voice but you know what i mean adolescent voice uh your voice cracking here and there but yeah yeah you know whatever you could tell you could tell when a young person's talking <laughs> mm-hmm. and i feel like i look at other people and i can tell the difference between the voice of someone that's 15 and the voice of someone that's 35 yeah. i remember ask or saying to robbie like i in terms of singing voice cuz i hated my singing voice at the time i was like i can't wait until i'm older and I at least sound like an adult when I'm singing. And I don't hear that. I don't hear that there was ever that change <laughs> in my mind. I have the same voice because I've had a deep voice since I was like 13. <laughs> and so I know I know that I do sound older, but in my mind, I still sound exactly the same as I did when I was like 15. And I hate that. Yeah. Do I sound like an adult? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Is that just a me thing? It I want to sound my age. And maybe I do, but I never will in my head. I still sound like a teenager to me. Yeah. I I mean I don't I don't think so. I think your voice is certainly <gasps> deep enough to where it's an adult. Hello. Um, is that also Chris? things also, certain things that you say are like, no teenager would say this. 
What? would say, in my teen years. <laughs> in my teen years, I mean, now. Now. <laughs> uh, well, that's about, that's about that. I don't know, a lot of voice thoughts, voice notes, you might say. Sure, sure you might. You might. Um, never, I don't know what voice notes are. People talk about voice notes. And I'm Haven't like, you, you just received? Mean... Uh, I guess that's a like a voice, like memo or something through because it's not quite a voicemail that you've gotten, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. Uh, I, I like you talking about like text to speech stuff. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> cool. It's a big thing in the music making community that you'll just like record a little snippet of a song or just you humming to something. To say like, oh yeah, using my voice notes as if it's an app. Maybe it is an app, but I can't find it. I don't know what the fuck people are talking about. This is an adult sentence. <laughs> this is not a teenager. I uh, did it. That's what I need to write songs about. <laughs> what are all uh, yeah, I write a song about trying to f- figure trying out to understand what voice, voice notes, notes are. <laughs> Um, you can uh, listen to this podcast anywhere that you get your podcasts on Spotify, on um, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, HowDoWeHuman.com, anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can rate, review, comment, subscribe, follow any of those uh, different prompts. Uh, you can also check us out on our social media. Um, you can uh, use us, our social media also as a way to... Um, to uh, give us things that you want us to talk about. We've been putting out some prompts the last couple weeks. Uh, Use it. Engage you guys more. Use um, it and abuse it like the passages from Fifty Shades of Grey Chris didn't want to read. <laughs> hey, and maybe that's how we end the episode. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but uh, one of those social media platforms is Instagram at How Do We Human. We got that handle. Uh, check us out on Facebook at How Do We Human. Yeah, I don't think you're ready for that handle. YouTube at How Do We Human. This is my handle. This is my spout. Oh, or send us an email to How Do We Human Pod at gmail.com. The best part of that handle is that it's an address. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Evan, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think aren't we past the fact that everybody Plugging? nobody likes? Oh, are we past this? <laughs> <laughs> we're close. We've we're, talked we, about we're it. We're getting there. We've talked about being past it, and maybe we will be. Let us know what you think. At uh, how do we human? We got that handle. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are past the struggle of hating the sound of our voice recorded or just hating the sound of our voice in general. I think once you're an adult, you should be able to choose your own voice, just like you can choose your own name. And I would be curious to hear what everyone's voice they would choose for themselves would be. Um, so I'm working on it. It's just a little device. Uh, like, you know, like the, you hold it up to your, your neck, you have emphysema and talk through your, your smoking hole. Um, but just uh, choose your own voice. Uh, right now I'm calling it the Word Audible Nodule Kit, and uh, pick one up. 
at Barnes and Noble. I'm hoping. Great. Yeah, that stands for wank. Chris. Yep. What do you got going on? <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking. You know, uh, now that there's been uh, e- that every football mm. conversation True. has actually become about our celebrity doppelganger Taylor <laughs> Swift. Apparently. <laughs> um, so weird. you know every every sideline interview, every post uh, uh, game uh, press conference, it's yeah. all about Taylor Swift. Pretty much. And I want to bring more of that to the NFL. Sure. Uh, which is why I want to turn football games into like big celebrity events. I think that um, there should be a red carpet going into the stadium. Um, That's a great and idea. Uh, I think that all the players, you know, even though they've all got their jerseys, I think they should all be asked, who are you wearing? <laughs> Uh, so uh i want to turn the nfl into um a big uh, glamorous event that sounds fun thank you get glammed up and watch a seahawks game yeah um evan uh do you have any interest in reading a line (laughs) send me a line i'll see what happens pick a number between (laughs) one and fifty Oof. Uh, oh, you wouldn't let me pick 69. Wow. No, I'm uh, sorry. 33. Uh, 33. All right. Let me. Uh, would you like it up on the screen or would you like it in the I'll chat? I'll just post it to the chat. I'll, okay. I'll cover this. All right. And then um, I'll have you uh, also choose a number for me and we'll each read <laughs> a line from Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, I have uh, just now sent you. Um, line 33 this is from an article um 50 terrible lines from 50 shades of gray uh it feels appropriate to give you 18 the age of consent (laughs) great (laughs) okay uh and and is there any way any direction you'd like to give on i want you to you're you're saying this to me so you need a lead-in sentence it's like evan Yeah, okay. And keep sure. it casual. Keep it casual. Yeah. You got it, dude. Okay. Um <laughs> You know, Evan, like I know that our friend just left, but suppose he returns with a cane or some uh weird kinky implement. <laughs> suppose suppose he does. Suppose he returns <laughs> with a cane or some weird kinky implement. Uh, you know, Chris, uh, yeah. I know, same guy, our friend, just he did just leave. Yeah. Um, he has a coffee which bears a wonderful leaf pattern imprinted on the milk. How do they do that? I wonder idly. <laughs> I want to end more sentences with I wonder idly. I wonder idly. <laughs> Well, pretty good job on um, picking ones who um, (laughs) were not really that filthy. Uh, Yeah. There are a lot of other ones that are. Fantastic. um, We'll put out our audio book. That'd be, yeah. Should should How Do a Human do a bunch of um, (laughs) uh, unlicensed audio books of erotica? (laughs) Yeah. Let us know. Uh, Get at us. Send us an email if that's what you want. Get at us. 
Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>